Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello there and welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. So Jimmy and I obviously get together every Monday and we talk about the weekend that was and what's coming up in the near future. And, um, you know, this podcast is a launching pad for Jimmy Fela's career. As you heard just a few weeks ago, he had the big moon landing special on Fox Nation, which was uh, the biggest hit they've ever had on that platform. And we're really proud of that. And I think it's probably because of the podcast. But Jim, you have something else very exciting coming up. Yes. And just to clarify, when she says biggest hit from a bong, it was from a bong. They saw the. Well, let's, you know, take the, the take the. The, the point is, puff, puff, give, puff, puff, puff. Walks is as good as a hit. Walks as good as a hit. You're talking like me now. <laughs> uh, this is high security clearance info that you only get from riding on the K train. But mm. yes, uh, my one hour stand up comedy special, uh, which will stream on Fox Nation air on the channel uh, is taping October 13th at the Paramount in Huntington, Long Island. That is amazing. on down. Jim, this is such incredible news because I have had the great pleasure of seeing your set oh. on the Last and Liberty tour. Yes, we've been working is, it out together. The highlight of my spring and summer. I have loved all the dates that we've done. Mm-hmm. I've loved getting to know people in person, but the best part for me is watching your set. So I get to watch from the wings. Uh-huh. And I know that that you have been not only writing a book, but you have been writing new material for this special. Yeah, yeah. This is this So is, what is that like for you? Uh it's kind of a wild thing. Cause what you're trying to do for real, for real, is you're trying to have a point, like a one hour point. So the point of this special, okay, is I'm trying to give people perspective. It's gonna be called American Privilege. And it's about perspective and things everyone has lost sight of as we sit here and fight politically day in and day out. Mm -hmm. It is by no means like a recruiting pitch to be a Republican. It's not a call to arms. It's kind of a call to chill the fuck out. That's the point of the special. And that's kind of the vibe of what I do. So in a way to make that process a thing, to make that a finite point on your special is you basically try to corral everything you think needs to be addressed in society. That would be a fix. Okay, so it's almost like you're writing a one hour op ed filled with things that would get you fired if the op ed landed on dot com. That's basically what it is. Let's say you were going to write an op ed. So if this were on a respectable platform, oh, you would be canceled in a a minute. No. Yeah. If there was going to be a cover image for this special, it's my taxi license. I don't think it should be anything else. I I think that's all it should be. Maybe your mugshot. But thank you. Oddly, no. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, I have enough law enforcement in the family and stuff like that. But I used to get mock arrested, and I'm going to talk about this in the special because my dad was a Nassau County cop growing up. Uh, his friends used to show up to, like, the high school where we were, like, drinking in the parking lot on a Friday night, and his buddy Don Robert would arrest me and drive me home. And I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm getting you laid. He's like, do you realize, like, what a badass you're going to be because you got arrested? <laughs> and then I would. I would get, drove, I'd get driven home, and then I would come back out of my house two hours later and be like, 
yeah, I told those pigs to go screw. And everybody there was like, oh. And granted, it was mostly men. But the point is, I had street cred now. Yeah, and, you know, you had some football players with stars in their eyes. Back to your early point about a walk being as good as a hit. So American privilege, be funny for an hour, but give people perspective. I think what you and I are doing on the Laughs and Liberty Tour, where everyone can see us, August the 25th, Mm In Vegas. Yes. Green Valley. Green Valley Ranch. Ranch. Friday night. This Friday. Hey, girl. Come oh, on down. Carrots come on up. in it. Thank you. Um, is we're always trying to just give them perspective. It's because that's what stand-up is. It's kind of like a take. It's like a family meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what's going on in the world. This is what I think about it. This is, you know, maybe a different way of thinking about it for you guys. Uh, but you're just there for truth. I mean, jokes work because people agree with some basic logic in them. And that's what makes comedy a thing. It's that people, you know, you hear those moments. When you're in the audience, you're like, oh, my gosh, we were just talking about this on the way over. Yes. That's the point of comedy. You're okay, trying to so, unearth these so truths. So let me ask you this. How, how do jokes come to you? Because you are one of the most prolific writers I have ever met, truly. I mean, when you wrote on my show, The Topical Storm, <laughs> every day, like, wall-to-wall packed with jokes. Uh-huh. And you were, you were also writing for—you were writing jokes for a morning radio service. Like, yes. you were writing all day long, so— when did the jokes come? Like, do you sit down with a laptop open, or is it stuff that you say during your radio show that you write down and you go, oh, that's actually pretty good, and then you develop it later? Where, how, this how does I it think, happen? This is what I really think happens. I think anybody who wants to, like, write comedy professionally or, you know, for any great ambition mm-hmm. is if you just write all the time, your brain is calibrated to write even when you don't. Okay. Have you ever heard that story about, like, Elton John claims he wrote Tiny Dancer on a Napkin in 45 Seconds? It's probably true because he was probably working on that jingle constantly, working on something, and one day his brain just farted out Tiny Dancer, Mm -hmm. which he struck that part from the original lyric. Blue Jean Baby was originally called Farted Out Baby, but obviously it didn't have the same romantic over the piano. It's just not quite the same allure. But imagine to know. Uh, So the truth is I write every day in the morning. I'm usually writing freehand because I feel like your brain engages. I agree with you completely. I think it is very important for people who are trying to tap into something creative, you have to have two modalities going at once. Mm -hmm. You have to have your sight and touch. Like, you have to have your hand moving. I think that's critically important. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And I think so, so, so much of comedy, like when you're writing the news, when you're writing like the topical storm and stuff like that on your show, which is like, that's as much fun as I'll ever have because you're writing comedy against like a real deadline. What I mean by a deadline is not the show goes live at seven, which is technically true. Um, The deadline of... Topical humor is you're performing surgery on a patient that's dying at midnight, no matter what. It's a carnival that's goldfish really of humor yeah. because there's no reruns in cable news. So everything we've ever done is only going to air when it airs and you're going to move on. Yes. You know, so the reality of that is that you get like one look at this story as presently constituted. What stand up allows you to do with the topic is a regents exam. Let's say I was doing a chunk on Joe Biden, which I don't foresee me doing, but if I was, you know, you actually have the opportunity to frame the discussion in a way that will make jokes you told about Joe Biden last April work, you know, in that in that little vacuum. Mm-hmm. But they won't work tonight. You know what I mean? Because that what happens is now when it comes to topical humor, there is no shelf life. 
part of what helped Trump survive as a president. He would say crazy things, but 12 hours later, he'd say something crazier, and you couldn't go back. I mean, if you told a Kofifi joke, remember that? Mm-hmm. You'd be like the pimp, and I'm going to get you sucker who gets out of jail in the old-fashioned, <laughs> and he thinks he's cool, but he's getting laughed at. So I think the art like of it— Like Austin Powers. Yes. It was, you know— so that's what, stuck yeah. in the 60s and goes to the president and everyone's giggling at him. He's like, oh, that hurt. <laughs> but he was still shagging. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're trying to do in a stand-up special is create a context where all of this joke evidence is admissible in the court of conversation. And I'm trying to give them a perspective mm-hmm. so you have something to say. Because comedy with a point of view is a lot more potent to your audience than just random. You ever notice that the baggage claim, which is great, but they can't really take it with them. They can't take an emotion home. And I think you want to affect them because what are the best songs do? They make you emotional. Yes. You know what I mean? They come from yeah, and a they place work of on, on different levels. Yes. I mean, that's why to me, the best songs are so incredible because it's poetry. Like yeah. it's really beautiful words. If it's really good, it's beautiful words that speaks directly to you. Yep. If it's if it's great, then there's a nice melody to go along with it. If it's phenomenal, the singer has an absolutely beautiful voice uh-huh. that elevates it even more. Uh-huh. So as we sit and talk about this, I think of some of my favorite stand-up specials, mm-hmm. like Eddie Murphy, Delirious. Yep. And, you know, Richard Pryor and Ricky Gervais and Dave Chappelle. So There's a take. It's So what do you have in common with them, and what are you trying to accomplish? Like, do you want this to live beyond eternity? Do you want in 10 years from now, uh-huh. when your son has graduated from college, <laughs> sitting around with his friends, showing them his dad's comedy special, Do you want it to be as present then as it is today? I think the goal is for everything you create and put your name on, you just want it to be great. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is we're going to die. This stuff is going to live on. And you really don't want people to look back and be like, yeah, you know, I kind of had a decent career, made a run. But, man, that special sucked. You know what I mean? So for (laughs) me, you just want to bulletproof it and truly think it's as good as you could make it in the time you had to do so. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of make peace with that. But I think that's always been whatever my business model is. Like, I don't think when I got into showbiz, I was already like 30 and getting ready to drive a cab. I don't think they were like, you know, if there was some guy out there who just knocked his wife up with no health insurance that went to community college, we really need more of that in show business. <laughs> I don't know that there was a niche, but I think you create your own niche in stand up yeah. um, and in any line of work by just like doing the pants off of whatever the job is, because it'll create a market, a bigger market for whatever you do next. And I think that's just always been the goal. So you're trying to use this span, this special, I guess, to create a use it as a, a one hour opportunity to further the demand for what you do. I think that's always the goal. And mm-hmm. you know, you could say nice things about Hollywood Walk of Fame, but I, I'm going to be there anyway. I mean, it's Hollywood, Florida. Okay, it's not Hollywood, California. But the point is, I'm going to be there. Okay, there's a it's Denny's. I've gotten a lot of those omelets. Okay, if they didn't, it would be criminal not to put me on that Walk of Fame. I, I figured you for a moons over Miami guy. <laughs> So fake moons. We talked about this. Let's be honest here for just one second. Who is going to have the funnier special? You, Kaylee McEnany, or Bill Hemmer? <laughs> They're both comedy stalwarts in their own regard. People don't know that. The amount of profanity out of the Kaylee special, I think, is going to shock people. <laughs> Kaylee McEnany live from like the podium. Bob Saget. God bless them so. I think it's going to be out there. Uh, Hemmer's is deep. You know what I mean? Hemmer's like our Matthew McConaughey. Exactly. He's naked, bongos. Most of the special is him driving around in an empty Buick just talking to himself, like that McConaughey commercial. But there's 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 a quality to that. There's a quality to that. No, no. uh, At the the moment this goes live, it'll be really good. I mean, this is the one thing. I don't feel bad about saying this because I've put in the work to get to wherever the hell I am when it comes to stand-up. I am so dead on the inside from the 20 years of performing in, like, opium dens and stuff, and it's really only in the last two years 
that I'm actually going on stage, you and I, with people that are there specifically to see us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've always been the guy who goes on before the guy I've actually heard of. So to be the guy some people have semi-heard of uh, and to know you kind of have 20 years of doing this to draw on is actually going to be really good. That's the problem. I think it's going to tape. And then there's going to be such like, you know, a void in my life that I think this ends with me becoming like a ballerina. Like, I think this ends with me transitioning. So, uh, Jimmy Fallon will be our tiny dancer here on Elton John's napkin. Jimmy Mulvaney. Do you have a name for the special yet? Uh, American Privilege. Okay. It's going to be called American Privilege. They're going to get some tough love, just like they do on the Laughs and Liberty tour. (laughs) They do. Thank you. You know what I've realized, though? Mm -hmm. They're asking for it. They want it. They need it. They want their hair pulled a little bit. (laughs) Well, do they ever, Your Honor? (laughs) Oh. Bitch had it coming. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, I cannot wait. I know that, that you are going to have a packed house and so much goodwill for people who haven't seen you live yet to be able to get to see the special. I personally cannot wait. Oh, it's a big deal. It's a big goddamn I, deal. I wonder if that chick's going to streak across the stage when I talk about uh, dating divorced chicks in their 40s. There's a there was a time uh, not too long ago where I might have been on stage in like Arizona oh. and I did a bit about how if you're looking for love, you need a woman who's divorced with a couple of kids and who should come streaking out from behind the curtain in the middle of my act. You don't say just I'm sure you were just getting your steps in. But, exactly you know. right. Jim. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to get to the other side of the stage. <laughs> I might as well run right behind him. Oh, All yes. right. Jim can't wait. Uh, phenomenal. Always and forever. This Let's has go. been Kennedy Saves the World along with Jimmy Fela. And Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. 